There are certain points in a business journey when it's totally normal to feel like you're a drop in the ocean. And this can be intimidating and overwhelming. How do you stand out to your target customer when there are so many people in front of them too? This feeling usually kicks in when you're new or when you're struggling to make sales or when you're just having a bad day. And if I told you right now not to worry because there are enough clients for everyone, even though I believe that, I know that's not going to help you feel less worried. So in today's episode, I'm going to share some practical things for you to consider. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. So this month in the Mastermind, we're working on creating evergreen lead magnets that aren't just reliant on having email marketing set up. And this concept of standing out in a crowded market is a really useful one to consider when you're creating things like lead magnets. Because if you're operating in a crowded market, then your marketing is operating in one as well. So you want to create things like lead magnets that your potential customers will feel compelled to sign up to. So if you are a masterminder, use the concepts from today's episode to make your lead magnet idea stronger. And if you have any questions, pop them in our Facebook group and I'll answer them in our monthly question and answer session. And if you're not a masterminder, then keep listening to get some practical areas to consider. As always, the link to join the mastermind is in the show notes. So let's get started. My first tip, and this is slightly controversial, is to stop trying to find a USP really traditional business advice. If you open any business textbook, it will say that that's one of the first things you need to do to set up a business. There needs to be something that makes you really, really unique and to stand out from your competitors. But I'm going to tell you to stop doing that because it can lead to all sorts of trouble. I'll give you an example. One of my clients, um, one of my one-to-one clients, he came to me recently with this group class idea. But it wasn't your standard group class idea because it included lots of other things. He was offering things like exam papers and extra resources and extra videos and all sorts of things. And when I asked him why he was adding all of that to it, he said because he wants to stand out. He feels like that could be his USP. But even when he was explaining it to me, I could feel how confusing and overwhelming it was And I just knew it was too much. People didn't need so many bells and whistles. They just needed those core, really excellent lessons. And I explained to him that, look, if you offer loads of things to your students, by the way, these students have got 10 other subjects and they're going to school. So if you offer all these different things and if they don't end up using it, they're going to feel like they're wasting their money. And if you come to that realisation, It's really hard to take things away from people because it feels like, well, I'm paying for that. So why is that person taking it away? So this whole pressure of finding a USP made him add way too much to his offer to the point where it got confusing and it kind of lost its essence. It lost that reason why it was actually really excellent. Now, Charlotte Watson and I 
as you may or may not know, we are creating a group class course. It's a really thorough course. And I suppose depending on when you're listening to it, we're either creating it or it's been created and it's out there and I will have put the link in the show notes. But as Charlotte and I have discussed and as we cover in this course, your USP is you. You are your USP. I'm an English tutor, for instance. Realistically, how different can I be from other English tutors? There are thousands of us. But actually, I am different because I'm me and you're you. And that means that we will have different types of relationships with people. We might have different teaching styles and we'll connect with people differently as well. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do instead of putting pressure on yourself to create an offer that's unique. I'm going to ask you to be really clear, to really think about your values, your ethos and your teaching style. Because actually when you're clear on those things and when you communicate that, that is what will make you stand out. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, our jobs they're not to sell as such. Yes, we want to make a sale, but we don't want to convince someone to work with us. Instead, what we want to do is help someone make a really clear decision so that they will only work with us if we're absolutely right for them and if they're absolutely right for us. So I'm going to talk a little bit more on this shortly when I talk about being focused on the problems that you solve. For now, I'll move on to the next tip I have for you. And that is to analyse whether what you're offering is really, really aligned with the customers that you want and what they need. I remember having a conversation with someone in a Facebook group and they just couldn't understand why, even though they were advertising themselves as an online tutor, everyone was asking her for face to face lessons and they were trying to negotiate her pricing. Now, she wasn't doing anything wrong not that I could see, but what this really highlighted to me was that what she was offering and how she was communicating it simply wasn't aligned with her audience. She either needed to change what she was offering or she needed to change her audience. So I don't really have people who ask for an alternative to what I offer. I don't really have people negotiate my pricing. I'm sure there are people who don't work with me because of it, but they don't try and negotiate with me. And I believe that it's because I use my marketing and communications as gatekeepers. And that's exactly actually what I advise this person to do. So what I mean by that is just going back to being really clear about your values, your ethos, your style. You also need to be clear about exactly who you want to work with. And I'm not talking about the traditional target audience exercise where you analyse their socioeconomic situation and their gender and you give them a name. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is these people that you want to work with, how do they feel right now? How much value do they place on the thing that you offer? So if I'm a tutor, I may want to attract people who place a huge amount of value on education. I want to maybe attract parents who are actually more concerned about how happy and engaged and confident their child is feeling over just in a sterile way focusing on results. Now there's nothing wrong with focusing on results. Another tutor might say you know I work with high achieving students who are aiming for those high grades. There's no right and wrong here but remember we want to help people make a decision and this is how we help them because 
in that situation, a parent whose child is quite disengaged and they just want them to re-engage with the subject might come and work with me. But another parent whose child is already achieving, they may go and work with a different tutor. And it's not because we can't help each other's students, it's because that is how we've positioned ourselves. We've been very intentional about saying, this is how I teach, this is what I do, this is what I believe in, and therefore we want to attract those very people. And it's an important thing to think about, this whole concept of whether what you offer is aligned with your customers. It's very important to think about when you're growing your business as well. So I know a lot of people in the education world who are going in the direction of thinking about self-paced courses because they're kind of reaching a bit of a ceiling with how they're working. They don't want to keep transacting their time for money. So things like self-paced courses are really appealing. But let's pretend you're a tutor. You have to ask yourself, would this be right for my students if I actually work with disengaged learners? Because if a learner is disengaged, are they going to be motivated to do a self-paced course? Probably not. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have a passive income. It might just mean it might be semi-passive. So there might be some live input. But I'm giving that as an example so that you can really mould it to suit whichever situation you're in and whichever part of your business you really want to analyse. In fact, taking a slight step back, it's worth looking at the culture of your industry. In the tuition world, self-paced learning isn't a leading way of offering support. It's not because it's not effective. There are so many, there are so many advantages to it. That's not why. It's because it's just not a leading part of the culture. Just like a few years ago, group classes were not really the done thing. Sure, there were many tutors offering that and doing it successfully. But most of us were still coming up against that objection with parents who were saying, no, I want one-to-ones because one-to-ones are better than groups. Now, things have really shifted. I have people on my waiting list who are specifically waiting for me to create a group for their child. They don't want a one-to-one. So things have changed. Things will change. But it's worth looking at the culture of your industry and your niche right now to decide whether what you're offering, how you're offering it, whether it's in line Not necessarily with what people want, but with what they find acceptable and what really appeals to them. Now, the third thing that I'm going to talk about to help you really stand out is to be extremely focused on the problems that you solve. Now, there's a great phrase that I use, particularly with new businesses and new tutors. By the way, I can't take credit for this phrase. I heard it somewhere. I have no idea where. And the phrase is just because you can doesn't mean you should. And here's why it's so important. When I was a teacher, I would teach whichever classes were assigned to me. Sometimes they were really high ability. There were no behavioral issues. Sometimes it was nothing to do with ability, but they really struggled from a behavior point of view. Sometimes they had special educational needs. So I taught a variety of students. My strengths definitely were managing behavior and connecting with the slightly more vulnerable children. But I still taught, you know, the whole range. But then when I became a tutor, my role had to shift because although I'm capable of teaching a variety of students, money is now exchanging hands. People are are now going to pay me for what I'm doing. And the minute that money starts exchanging hands, people want confidence that you're a specialist. Now, the level of which you position yourself will depend a lot on who you want to work with and how much you want to charge. But either way, 
that person needs to be clear on what they're investing in. How can you specifically help their child or them? So this really leans into this concept of niching, but niching can mean different things to different people. As an English tutor, I actually teach a range of age groups, whereas some people will only teach people who are going for a specific exam, whereas I support a range of exams. I support a range of exam boards. Some people may only focus on one exam board. So niching really can mean different things, and you can choose what level you want to niche at. I know some tutors who offer multiple subjects, Personally, and obviously it's context dependent, but personally it's not something I advise. That's not to say it can't work though. But regardless of how you niche, there is no denying in its power. Because as I mentioned earlier, when money is being exchanged, people want to know they are paying for a specialist. So think about the problems you want to solve. And when you're marketing, when you are speaking to people, make sure that you're putting that across, even on your website copy everywhere. And don't be afraid of saying no if someone isn't quite right for you, even if you can teach them. On a softer note, remember that this is your business, it's on your terms. And the whole point of us choosing to do this is we want to get enjoyment from this. There's no one telling us what we have to do. So even on that level, it's a really nice way of making sure that you love your job, that you love the people that you work with. Now, my fourth tip is to remember that the small touches have a really big impact. The definition of a business is that it solves a problem. So all of us, we are here to solve a problem for someone and we are here to make their lives easier. So make their lives easier from the word go. Don't just focus on the quality of what you offer. Of course, that's important. What you offer has to be excellent. But we want the whole journey to be easy. We want the whole experience of working with us to be excellent. If you work with me as a business coach or if you work with me as a tutor, Our work doesn't just lie in our sessions. It doesn't just lie in the learning. It lies in how easy it is to contact me, how easy it is to book a call with me, how easy it is to find things that you need to find. It's the whole experience. So here are some practical ideas that you can really just consider. Make it really easy to contact you. Make it easy to find your prices if you go down the route of publishing them. Make sure it's easy to book working with you and make it easy for them to start working with you. As I shared in my recent episode of tools that I use in my business, I use Calendly for people to book calls with me. It gives them a smooth experience and it gives me a smooth experience. When I onboard a new tuition parent, I ask them to complete a form. It's a registration form and it means we don't go back and forth with a contract and terms and conditions. In theory, actually, if someone contacts me today, I could get them started in a couple of hours. Also, when we work together, everything my students and my parents need is contained in a private learning space. For tuition, I use Google Classroom and I actually do this with my one-to-one clients as well. They get a business tracker. I often use ClickUp. So these little touches and by really polishing your processes helps you stand out in a crowded market because people remember a great experience. So if someone has gone through this process with you, they are so much more likely to recommend you to someone else, even long after they're finished working with you, because their work with you, their whole experience has been really memorable. 
So I hope you found that useful and I hope you've walked away with some really practical ideas of how to stand out that kind of steps away from the normal advice. I don't want to just say to you, here's how to stand out on social media, here's how to stand out somewhere else. Because the truth is, when you focus on something like social media and you try and stand out, it's really, really tough. It's really tough because you have to keep doing that. But the beauty of looking at some of the other areas is that let's say you are really active on social media. Yes, that can help you stand out. But actually, when you do the other things that helps you stand out and help someone make a decision as to whether you're right for them or not, all that activity on social media just supports that. It's like it's a nice foundation for you standing out in other ways. So thank you, as always, for spending your time with me today. And you will hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.